the road yesterday in uh, Cape Girardeau. Two players uh, got into uh, double-digit rebounding. A-State won the rebounding battle uh, 48-36 to in that game and what was a 73-65 to uh, victory for a state uh, dealing with um, a, a little bit of the flu bug, I guess. Um, a state was uh, both Maya Love, who played Friday night, even though she was dealing with uh, dealing with that flu bug Friday night, and assistant coach uh, Connor McNillis uh, were out dealing with flu-like symptoms, and then uh, Matt Daniel in our post post game conversation last night mentioned that. Uh, Kia Patton was uh, was sick as well. Was uh, sick over on the sidelines uh, whenever she came out of the game. So uh, it wound up being a really gritty and gutsy performance uh, for a state with uh, a player and a coach down and one playing. Uh, while obviously not a hundred percent, and A State was able to go on the road and get the win, seventy-three to sixty-five last night in Cape Girardeau. So it uh, it wound up being a really good win. Uh, a State was able to outscore Semo forty-two thirty-six in the second half to sneak away with uh, with an eight-point victory in Cape Girardeau. But one of the uh, one of the more interesting parts about the game was that you know I felt like. A State kind of controlled the pace in the in the first quarter of play. They played really fast. They put up 17 points. I mean, it was 18-17 Semo at the end of the first quarter. Uh, A State really controlled the pace, but uh, they, they turned the ball over a little bit more than they're accustomed to. Uh, jumpers and shots that normally go in kind of weren't going in in the first quarter of play, uh, even though they were dictating the pace. I mean, Simo was playing tempo basketball just like A-State, and then Simo kind of slowed it down, and A-State kind of had to grind it out. I mean, Simo was running the shot clock down. They were, you know, going through their going through their sets two to three times, Um in the in the second and third quarters, and really just kind of slowed the game down. I mean, you saw uh, A State outscored Semo by three in the second quarter of play, but there were only twenty five total points scored. And then um, the pace kind of picked back up there in the third and fourth quarters a little bit. But Semo uh, for all the second quarter and really throughout much of the third quarter uh, kind of dictated the pace, and A State really had to do something that they haven't done all year and just kind of slow it down and grind out. Uh, a victory on the road, and you know that's that's exactly uh, that's exactly what they did. And part of the reason they were able to do that is a monster performance uh, from Trinity Jackson last night. Uh, so she has back to back double doubles for A State, which is uh, the first time an A State player has done that since last January when Morgan Wallace did it uh, against uh, Lafayette. So. Really good back-to-back performances from Trinity Jackson. Uh, she finished with 25 points. Um, the official stats, by the way, list her at 15 rebounds. She had 16 rebounds. She had a rebound in, I, I think it was in the fourth quarter, because she was sitting at nine, and we were waiting for her, uh, me and Caleb Garner, both at the scorer's table last night, were waiting for her to get uh, to her 10th rebound because she had already surpassed her career high in points. She was already in the double-digit scoring with like 18 or 19 points. And so we were waiting for her to get to her 10th rebound to get her back-to-back double-double, and she does. She gets the rebound, and she's kind of falling out of bounds. She throws it off the leg of a SEMO defender. Ball goes out of bounds. It's a state ball, and they call it a team rebound. So on the official stats, it lists her with 15 rebounds. She actually had um, 16. I'm going to just go ahead and pencil in 16 for um, <laughs> last night instead of instead of 15. But no, I mean just a, just a monster performance inside. I mean she was nine of 13 from the field, seven of 10 from the free throw line, uh, and you know really. Got fouled a lot in the Central Baptist and Oklahoma games, uh, and especially in the Oklahoma game. Went to the free throw line a lot and, and really just kind of left points there at the free throw line. But over the course of the last two games, has really, really improved at the free throw line. And that is, I mean, 25 points on 9-13 to 13 shooting and 7-10 shooting from the free throw line is exactly uh, what you want to see against Trinity Jackson because any time they threw it into her last night, it was... I mean, it's almost to a point where 
and you know Brad Bobo and I were talking about it this morning where she's almost an official's nightmare because if she catches it on the block she's either going to score or you're going to have to call a foul because every time she catches it they're going to double her or pressure her to the point where once she catches it like it it you can call a foul on anything and so that uh, that's kind of what we saw last night. So back to back, really really good performances. Uh, one against Arkansas, one on the road against Semo, and hopefully uh, tonight you can uh, you can see Trinity Jackson have a really big performance, and then maybe like not even play, get her double double in the first half, and then don't play a minute in the uh, second half uh, tonight. Morgan Wallace was also. Uh, Really big on the glass as well for A-State. So A-State had two players finished um, with double-digit rebounds in that game uh, last night. So that was big. Morgan Wallace, she was one point away. Um, She actually went to the free throw line, um, stuck on nine points, and then uh, missed both free throws. So she wound up with nine points and 11 rebounds, one point away from uh, recording a double-double for a-State last night, and then obviously really good to see uh, Jabra Washington really kind of get into the fold uh, for the first time since uh, coming back from the injury. Obviously played uh, in the Arkansas game and was effective when she was out there, but still was kind of getting back into the flow of things and, and didn't look 100% healthy. Uh, looked fairly healthy last night. Uh, was able to play 22 minutes, uh, really contributed um, for a state off the bench, so that was uh, that was good to see for for a state. But again, the big thing for a state last night was just how dominant they've been on the glass uh, over the course of the last few games, and how much they've improved since game one. Uh, they got a plus twelve rebounding margin last night on Semo, which is huge. Anytime you have a double digit plus uh, rebounding advantage, you're going to put yourselves in position to win a, a lot of games. The other thing, too, that was interesting with on the SEMO side was that SEMO led the OVC with the fewest total turnovers at, at like 45 or, or some crazy number through, um, through, uh, through three games for them. Um, and then they led the OVC with the fewest fouls. They were averaging like five or six fouls per game. They were not turning the ball over a lot, weren't fouling a lot, and last night they committed 21 personal fouls and they turned the ball over uh, 18 times. So A-State really kind of got them out of their out of their comfort and uh, you know forced them into a lot of bad uh, decisions in terms of turnovers and fouling last night. So that was uh, that was that was really impressive for A-State. So good way for A-State to start a uh, a tough week, which features four games in seven days. They'll be back in action tonight against University of the Ozarks. Then on Saturday, uh, they'll be in Tulsa for the Oral Roberts Thanksgiving tournament. Uh, they'll take on Oral Roberts Saturday at 2 and then uh, 11 a.m. on Sunday. It's a game against Abilene Christian. So that was a good way for A-State to start the week. Uh, pretty nice setup, pretty cool arena in uh, in Cape Girardeau. So that was uh, cool to see yesterday. Tonight, it's uh, the University of the Ozarks for A-State, uh, a non-D1 opponent for A-State, actually a Division three opponent for A-State tonight. Uh, Matt Daniel, actually something kind of cool he mentioned on uh, the postgame interview last night was that he was giving his assistants the night off in terms of a scout. He was doing the scout for um, – University of the Ozarks since they were a non-D1 team. Uh, and so this is the team that comes in 1-2. and two. Uh, They're averaging uh, 60 points per game, giving up about 65 uh, and a half points per game. They have two scores in, in double digits, but obviously you feel like A-State uh, should be able to win this game uh, fairly easy and, and going away. And obviously that's what uh, you want to see tonight uh, for A-State, given the fact that they have two more games to go on the ledger uh, this week before we close out the month of November. So hopefully uh, A-State can take care of business tonight as they play host to the University of the Ozarks and go 2-0 uh, over the course of two games in two days. Uh, by the way, it'll be – that game last night actually went kind of long because at the end of the game it turned into Simo kind of fouling to get back into the game and then – uh, A-State and SEMO both calling timeouts to draw up plays. And so it, it wound up turning into like a two-hour, two-hour and five-minute game. And so by the time it was over, it's uh, 
I think it was like 7 o'clock, 7.05. So we're looking at uh, less than a 24-hour turnaround period uh, from the time that game ended to the time tonight's game starts uh, at First National Bank Arena for a state. All right, uh, we'll come back. Uh, we'll we'll dive into college football, talk about uh, the college football playoff rankings that come out tonight, the coaching carousel, and just uh, any and every other sports story we missed uh, not being here yesterday. Curtis Wilkerson of Hog Sports is also going to join us here in about 15 minutes or so. So all that's coming up right after this here on The Ticket. We're not ready to go to the closer just yet. Stick around. More of the setup is coming up next on The Ticket. Cavanaugh Ford is now hiring, and we want you to join our winning team. We are looking to hire multiple oil technicians and sales representatives with salary, benefits, and bonuses available. For over 40 years, Cavanaugh Ford has had the tradition of being Northeast Arkansas's best Ford and Lincoln dealership, and we want you to join in that tradition. Apply in person or call 972-8000. That's 972-8000. Come join the winning team at Cavanaugh Ford on Highland and Jonesboro or CavanaughFord.com. Get guaranteed low prices from a trusted local name at Bills Cost Plus. At Bills, you always say big with all items at cost plus 10% at checkout. This week, Sugardale ham portions $1.68 a pound. Petty Jean whole bone-in hams $2.99 a pound. A 12-count bag of Ozark Hearth brown and serve rolls $0.99. Cents. And a package of fresh California celery $0.88. Cents. Visit BillsCostPlus.com and like them on Facebook. Bills Cost Plus with three locations in Jonesboro. You know, there's a lot of frustration in farming. One of them is sitting in your truck waiting on parts while your field needs to be worked. That's why Baker Implement is committed to you and your farm, providing you the best service, support, and quality parts fast. With multiple locations, they're sure to have the parts you need. That's why you need to visit BakerImplement.com. 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 Because sitting in that truck waiting for them parts just makes you matter and matter. Get your parts Get them fast at BakerImplement.com. New at Farmers and Merchants Bank on Highland Drive in Jonesboro, our MVP Center. That's me banking virtual pro, kind of like an ATM, only there's a real FM banker on screen to help you do almost anything you can do inside the lobby. Live teller hours, 7 to 7 weekdays and 9 till noon on Saturdays. Works as an ATM 24-7. Think inside the box with Farmers and Merchants Bank on Highland and coming soon to Southwest Drive at Parker Road. Member FDIC. Red Wolves fans, this is Angie Gallagher with United Country Scenic Rivers Realty. It's the happiest time of the year. Football season is here. Join me in wishing Coach Jones and the Arkansas State Red Wolves the best of luck for a winning season. And remember, whether you are thinking of buying a home or selling your property, call me for all of your real estate needs at 870-219-5159. From Jonesboro to Pocahontas to Hardy and Cherokee Village and Imboden, I cover all of Northeast Arkansas. And from one Red Wolves fan to another, let's go Red Wolves! The Central Dealerships care about you and our community, and they want to remind you about the community Thanksgiving meal this Thursday in Jonesboro. This free meal begins at 11 a.m. in the St. Bernard's Auditorium at 505 East Washington Avenue in Jonesboro. And if you want to volunteer, they ask for you to arrive at 930 to help serve or deliver meals to those in need. It's the Jonesboro Free Community Thanksgiving Meal for the hungry, the homeless, and the lonely. Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours from the Central Dealerships family. We're always for overtime round here. Now let's get back to the setup. All right, welcome back here on the setup. Kate Carlton, Andrew Bowen with you here on the ticket. 95.3, the ticket. AM 970, KDA, also streaming at 953theticket.com. All right, so uh, I, I know it's November, almost December, and baseball is kind of out of sight, out of mind. But it uh, it is interesting because coming up in uh, a week or two, the the new CBA deal expires, and there is you know expected to be a, a lockout and, and all this, and so it is uh, interesting that we're still seeing free agent deals uh, done, and today. The uh, Tampa Bay Rays locked up Wander Franco, their uh, prize shortstop that uh, made his major league debut this past season to a 12-year, $185 million contract. 
Uh, it's worth a maximum of two hundred and twenty-three million if uh, if all the uh, if all the incentives hit. Uh, it's worth a maximum of two hundred and twenty-three million. But so it is interesting because uh, or Wander Franco, not Franco, Wander Franco. Uh, it is interesting because he's he was the number one prospect in baseball, expected to be uh, just a really, really, really good player, be a, a cornerstone of the franchise. And his contract's going to average out to be about uh, $15, 16000000 million a year for a guy that, if he meets his potential, is going to be a $30 million player within three to four years. So it it is a very interesting contract. Uh, it, so, here's, so on Wander Franco's side, Right, if you get injured two years from now and can't play baseball again, you're still guaranteed 185 million dollars. That's enough to live on for the rest of your life. Yeah, that's a nice that's a nice deal, right? On there. the Rays side, if he comes through and is your franchise player, you get him for a bargain. So I don't really know like what to feel about this contract because if you're if you're Wander Franco in fi- in five years, you are the face of baseball and you're only getting paid 16 million. It's uh, yeah. Should have taken that deal, but anyways, that was uh, that was interesting that came out uh, a couple of hours ago. All right, so tonight in in college football, we'll get to see. Not only will we get to see a little bit of action uh, because Western Michigan and Northern, Western Michigan plays at Northern Illinois at uh, at six o'clock tonight, but we'll also get to see the reveal of the the college football playoff rankings. Um first off, I hate that it's on Tuesday. I've always hated that it's on Tuesday. It should be on Sunday just like everything else, but that's a different conversation for a different day. I agree. It uh I'm very interested to see if uh, the college football playoff rankings follow the top 4 of the AP. I, I know they're not going to follow the top 15 of the AP because Ole Miss is at number eight in the AP poll. I would be surprised if they're <laughs> higher than 10 in uh, in the new college football playoff poll. So yeah. they're, they're not going to follow the AP poll to an exact. But at this point, I am interested to see if they go ahead and put Cincinnati at four because the only one you could jump To me, the only one you could jump Cincinnati with would be Notre Dame, who Cincinnati went to Notre Dame and beat earlier in the season. And at that point, you're essentially saying head-to-heads don't matter. The group of five is never getting in. Or Michigan, uh, a Michigan team that goes on the road and plays at Ohio State this week, which if that's the case, then you would think Cincinnati – like. If Cincinnati's number five tonight, and it's because Michigan's number four, well, then by process of elimination, Cincinnati's going to move up next week because one of Ohio State and Michigan is going to have two losses and therefore be eliminated from playoff contention. Right. So if they're number five behind Michigan tonight, they still like they're still getting in because one of Ohio State and Michigan has to lose. I mean, it's it's almost like every week they're like, ah, do we have to put them in? And then <laughs> Cincinnati's just giving them every reason yeah, that they have to. The, so. the one that the one that I would say should be worrisome because again, one of Ohio State and Michigan is going to get in, uh, and the other is going to cancel themselves out. And so you would think Georgia beats Alabama, and Alabama has two losses, and Alabama cancels themselves out, and they're going to the Sugar Bowl. Mm-hmm. The only other one that then in that scenario, the only one other one that's really interesting is Oklahoma State. If Oklahoma State beats Oklahoma and then goes to the Big 12 championship game and wins that, then you would think that they probably jump uh, Cincinnati. So this is this is getting confusing and scary. But <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I'm just shocked that Oregon Oregon got absolutely dominated. I mean, it didn't yeah, even look I'm, close. Yeah, I'm not surprised they lost that game. I'm surprised how they lost. I'm not surprised. Yeah, that they lost no, I'm it. not surprised they lost. I'm more surprised that they got dominated. Yeah, that was that was insane. Yeah, uh, we haven't talked since uh, Dan Mullen got fired. Uh, I was busy celebrating, which was a um, <laughs> which was a fun fun few hours on Twitter. Uh, Eli Drinkowitz has already gone at Dan Mullen's head today in his press conference, uh, which you can find uh, you can find his comments on that uh, <laughs> on 
Twitter. On Twitter. Yeah. So we already have that, but uh, the other one that was interesting was Chip Lindsey uh, got fired at Troy, and so now the, the the coaching carousel has a chance to be really wild in the Sun Belt uh, because you know you've already seen Georgia Southern fire their coach, although they hired Clay Helton. Uh, now Troy has an opening. If Texas State comes to Jonesboro and gets beat on Saturday, you think they might have an opening. Uh, Billy Napier, it, it seems like, is all but gone uh, from from Lafayette. You would think Chadwell is going to have a chance to to go somewhere, maybe Vitek or somewhere like that. So you would think uh, that the Sun Belt is going to have quite a few job openings and maybe more than they've had in, in years past this year. So I think – from a from a Sun Belt standpoint, um, it, it's going to be very very interesting to follow this uh, this coaching carousel. But I will say this about Dan Bowen: never forget that he said Emory Jones was a better quarterback than Matt Corral. Never forget; it's they crazy. live on forever. It's crazy. So yeah, I mean the the, the coaching carousel is going to be uh, very very interesting to follow uh, throughout the course of. A lot of jobs of this off season. Yeah, a lot of jobs. Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll see what comes of that. Uh, it, there was other basketball played yesterday, but by, by the way, besides a state, uh, it was interesting to follow along with UConn and South Carolina and women's basketball one versus two, in which uh, UConn like absolutely dominated in the second half of play and ran away with uh, a, a game that really and truthfully was pretty close for. Uh, the first uh, two or three quarters, and then uh, South Carolina just uh, ran away with it and showed that they were uh, showed that they were the uh, the best team in the country, uh, and it and it's not particularly close at uh, at this point in the season. So that was uh, that was interesting. The other interesting one yesterday, Arkansas uh, was able to go up to Kansas City and defeat Kansas State uh, yesterday, and it, uh, that was even the most interesting game in that. Hall of Fame Classic or whatever they're calling it in uh, in Kansas City. Uh, so Arkansas beat Kansas State. They were the nightcap last night, and like you expected, that Arkansas was like a ten or eleven point favorite, and so you know you expected Arkansas to win that game. the The most interesting game that came out of that tournament yesterday, though, was Cincinnati beating Illinois by twenty seventy one fifty one. And Illinois, the preseason number 11 team in the country, uh, who just two Friday nights ago uh, got the win over A-State running away, shot 28% from the floor and 13% from three. And so now it'll be Cincinnati and Arkansas uh, in the finals of this Hall of Fame Classic uh, tonight in, in Kansas City. And uh, Illinois will get the uh, Illinois will get the chance to take on uh, Kansas State uh, tonight as well. So that'll be uh, the Illinois Kansas State game. Uh, you would think Illinois would would bounce back emphatically. Uh, Arkansas Cincinnati has a chance to be really interesting. Arkansas is a five point favorite uh, in that game, and so that that has a chance to be to be really really interesting. But I think yeah. uh, I think uh, maybe. Arkansas got off to a little bit of a slow start, but maybe starting to see them turn the corner. And it's crazy to say turn the corner, even though they're undefeated. But they've <laughs> like, let's just be real. They've had two struggle wins at home, and so now they're kind of turning the corner. They got a good win over uh, Kansas State last night, and now if they can get a win over Cincinnati tonight, uh, you kind of feel really good about uh, where they're at. So yeah, they'll uh, they'll be the eyes of college basketball for about. 30 minutes tonight, and then Gonzaga and UCLA tips off at 9 o'clock on ESPN from that'll Las Vegas. Very and good so that, uh, that'll be very – Zags are a seven-point favorite, which I don't want any part of that, but I think Gonzaga's <laughs> going to win the game. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. Gonzaga I, in these big games always struggles. I would. I think they're going to win them. I'd, I'd put my money on Gonzaga. I never bet. I wouldn't put him. I wouldn't put him to cover, but I would put him to win the game. All right, uh, Curtis Wilkerson of Hog Sports is going to join us next after this time out on the ticket.
Kara's icing down. Bobo's in the pen. But Kate and Andrew are dealing. The setup continues right after this on The Ticket. As many years as our family has been in this business, we have a lot of friends. We built a lot of relationships with customers in Northeast Arkansas and Southeast Missouri. Our families at Glen Sane want to reach out to you and say we really appreciate the many years of business. I feel like our folks have done a great job getting our sold orders for our customers and taking care of our customers in service for the last several months with all the issues we've had. Things will get back to normal. We just want to say thank you. We appreciate you. Glenn Sane, and God bless our troops. Shop where Santa shops and save at the family store in Jonesboro. DNW Outdoors on Parker Road. Black Friday deals are going on now, so bring your gift list to DNW and save big on all major brands. All casual and camo, mix and match apparel. Buy two, get one free. Socks, hats, gloves, waders, and footwear. All buy two, get one free with over 5,000 items to choose from. Save up to $100 on all platform rifles, plus huge savings on shotguns and handguns. Select Bandit and Drake Camo, 40% off. And Costa and Oakley Sunglasses, 20% off. Flannel Button-Ups were $49.99, now $36.99, plus double your savings. Buy two, get one free. Save $100 on the Traeger Pro 575, 780, and the Ironwood 650 and 885. With special pricing on all grills. DNW Outdoors, Parker Road, just off the Triple Nickel Bypass. Doors open at 8 a.m. Black Friday morning, 9 to 5 Saturday, noon to 5 Sunday. Shop where Santa shops and save all Black Friday week at DNW. Exciting news from Denso and Osceola. Denso is the industry leader in the design of advanced automotive systems, building the best products in the world by using only the best people. And now, Denso has 30 openings that qualify for an extra $500 sign-on bonus in addition to Denso's normal sign-on bonus. Not only that, but based on experience, you could start night shift at between $16 per hour and $19.25 per hour. These openings will be filled on a first-come, first-served basis, so be the first to attend our walk-in interviews this Wednesday so you don't miss out on this extra cash opportunity. Start your new career with Denso. You can get 13 days of paid vacation and 13 paid holidays in your first year by becoming a Denso team member today. Denso also offers attendance and referral bonuses, plus medical, vision, and dental insurance, and a 401k with a 4% match. You can also apply online today at DensoCareers.com and search Osceola, Arkansas. That's D-E-N-S-O Careers.com and search Osceola, Arkansas. Denso is an equal opportunity employer. This is Keith Baird from Baird Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram. We all at Baird want to wish you a happy holidays. Baird is having our biggest Black Friday sales event going on now. With blockbuster deals on all new Dodge Chrysler Jeep Rams in stock. Plus receive up to $2,000 cash back on your trade. Also receive 0% and no payments for three months on select new vehicles. Baird will not only pay you top dollar for your trade, Baird will pay you cash back just to trade your vehicle in. Have you been shopping for the perfect car, truck, van, or SUV and can't find the options or color you want? No problem. Baird can custom order your new vehicle that checks all your boxes plus pay less than msrp looking just to sell your vehicle no problem all beard locations are authorized buying centers for beard we will buy your vehicle now hurry into a beard store near you to take advantage of our black friday cash back on your trade event going on now or check out beard's large selection of inventory on buybeard.com don't get a bad deal get a beard deal because why pay more see for details Saving service, great selection too. It's the quickest hour in sports talk. Now it's fast. Now back to the setup on the ticket. All right, welcome back here on the setup. Kate Carlson, Andrew Bowen with you here on the ticket. Halfway home on a Tuesday edition of the show which means it's uh, now time to go to the Ritter Communications Hotline and catch up with our friend Curtis Wilkerson over at hogsports.com. Curtis, how are you this afternoon? I am doing fantastic at Kansas City, getting geared up for the championship game of the Hall of Fame Classic tonight. So things are going well. Okay, good deal. I figured you were in town in Kansas City. So we'll uh, we'll, we'll talk heavy on uh, Arkansas basketball today since uh, they played last night and then played tonight. Uh, but yesterday it was a 72-64 win over uh, Kansas State. So just what were your kind of overall takeaways uh, in that win? Well, honestly, there's a lot to unpack from that game. Uh, it was almost like watching two separate games in each half. You know, Arkansas came out, uh, and, man, they just really looked the part uh, in the first half. Great intensity, great energy. Uh, they were efficient on both sides of the floor. 
and really jumped on Kansas State and built up an 18-point lead at halftime. Uh, had to feel pretty good about that. It was a good thing they did it, though, because the second half was uh, not great. Uh, Kansas State made some nice adjustments, uh, played a little bit more physical and, and aggressive. Uh, and Arkansas, and, and Eric Griffin mentioned this after the game, it's kind of hard to keep your foot on the gas when you have a big lead like that and to, to keep the same type of intensity and, and efficiency. Uh, and they didn't. They let up a little bit. And, and Kansas State, they crept back into it. Um, I think they got as close as, as six. There were some moments there where you thought they might close the gap a little bit more, but Arkansas did a nice job of getting the stops they needed to get down the stretch uh, on a night where nobody, and that includes the game before that, nobody shot well in their arena last night, which was interesting. Yeah. Uh, but both teams shot three of 22 from three, so kind of a, a clunker from that regard. But Arkansas got the stops they needed, them, and they got to the free throw line. And a night where the shots aren't falling, if you can get to the charity stripe uh, 34 times like Arkansas did, and, and to go 27 of them, that's pretty good. So a, a nice win for Arkansas over a big total opponent, and uh, sets up a, an interesting showdown tonight. Everybody kind of expected to see Arkansas and Illinois in the championship, but they got routed by Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, that uh, that that was a uh, that was a crazy final score last night. Uh, seeing yes, that uh, Illinois Cincinnati, so uh, <laughs> I don't know if it's been crazy, but it has been kind of uh, surprising to see Connor Vanover get get the run that he's got for Arkansas. Uh, you know, played twenty minutes last night, started the game, uh, got him fourteen and five rebounds, and really a guy that you know kind of found himself buried on the bench by the end of last season but uh you know he's really come on and had had a couple of good games for arkansas to start this year yeah he really has i i like the way arkansas uses them some people get frustrated at times because you you think you kind of have it pegged at, at to what's a good matchup and what's not for vanover but uh you know what muscleman did down the stretch last year and what he started to do in the, in the early portions of this season is just start him and give him an opportunity and, and figure it out and see if those matchups are going to work. Because, you know, when, when Arkansas is playing against more mobile teams that maybe have a, an athletic guy they can stretch the floor or, or put it on the deck at that center position, uh, that's tough for Vanover. And when teams get him involved in the pick and roll and things like that, he can have struggles. With I thought he was really good to that regard last night. Uh, but when he's matched up with another true center, you know, a guy that has a similar skill set to him, uh, he can be a real weapon for this team with his ability to pass. He's been a lot more aggressive around the rim this year. Uh, got some good weight pulled back on. And he's a big factor for the Razorbacks on both ends of the floor. Uh, you know, we talked about the free throws, uh, and he was aggressive going to the basket, had a couple of dunks, but he was also drawing fouls and was 8 of 9 from the line. So uh, not many teams have a 7-3 guy who can stretch the floor a little bit, and when yeah. he had the matchups to utilize him, utilize them and, and so far he's taking advantage of those opportunities you know four guard or five guards really got to play for Arkansas last night and saw really good performances uh from Tony Anote and then had uh you know Chris Likes off the bench uh, give a really good performance what were your kind of takeaways uh and how Arkansas fared at the guard spots last night yeah, it was interesting. You know, again, Arkansas didn't shoot it particularly well from the field and definitely not from three. Uh, it was kind of an uncharacteristic performance from Note. He's been really consistent so far this year. Um, only four of 17 from the floor, which is, uh, it's unlike him. He, he did get some timely buckets and good moments. Uh, kind of mixed it up as a distributor. He led the team with five assists. Also had five turnovers. So uh, a little bit uneven from him. Chris Likes wasn't particularly strong throughout a majority of the game, but man, when Arkansas really needed somebody to kind of break that press towards the end of the game, uh, they didn't want to press break. They just put Chris Likes' hand and let him dribble through guys. Uh, and he, he got to the free throw line, and over the course of the last 1 minute and 46 seconds, Likes was 10 of 10 uh, on his free throws. Wow. That was huge for the Razorbacks. Um, Aldis Tony continues to do an incredible job in his role. Uh, they don't run plays for him, but he's just so savvy uh, at timing up opportunities for backdoor cuts and, and just finishing dunks around the rim. And then his activity levels around the basket and on the glass with second-chance opportunities, uh, just a really, really nice compliment for this team. 
Bench play overall was was really good for Arkansas last night. Uh, you know, they wound up uh, with two guys in double digits, and obviously only played four guys, but, you know, wound up uh, with two guys in uh, in double digits, both of which played uh, 20 or more minutes. And even though the rotation is, is a, you know, seven or eight guys, uh, the guys off the bench really provided the spark for them last night. That's true. You know, I, I think Wikes has really settled into that six-man role nicely. Uh, since they've moved Vanover into the starting lineup, that's pushed Stanley Amude uh, into kind of a, the first forward off of the bench, and he's done a really nice job there. Uh, it's going to be really interesting to see tonight what they do. You know, this is the first time they've played on back-to-back nights, so fatigue could play a factor, uh, especially down the stretch. And they're playing a Cincinnati team that's big, physical, they like to defend. And they have 10 guys who average at least 14 minutes per game. So I, I'm anxious to see if Musselman's going to stretch out that rotation a little bit more. Maybe we see a little bit more Trey Wade or Kamani Johnson or, or even K.K. Robinson or Jackson Robinson off the bench. Uh, you know, I actually asked Mus before this tournament began if uh, that was a consideration for him with his rotation. He said, no, if, if I've got to play five guys 40 minutes, be Kansas State, I'll do it. Uh, and then we'll figure it out from there. So, uh, well, here we are. <laughs> we'll see what they do. Well, uh, tonight it'll be uh, Cincinnati, who's coming off, uh, you know, like we mentioned, a uh, a really surprising twenty point win over uh, Illinois last night. I'm sure yeah. you watched some of that game. What uh, what challenges will Cincinnati bring? Well, they were really impressive. You know, Illinois jumped all over them. They got out to a twenty three to eight lead uh, on Cincinnati in the first seven minutes of the game. And that 15-point lead turned into a 20-point loss, and, and Cincinnati really did it uh, through defense. You know, Illinois got Kofi Coburn back for that game, and he started out, I, I think he scored 8 or 10 of the first 12 points, and you know, he was just kind of doing what you'd expect him to do. Uh, but Cincinnati, they've got a big team. They've got four guys that they rotate in and out of there that are 6'10 or taller uh, with some good length, and they really get after you on the boards and, and protect the rim at a high level. Uh, they've got some guards that can score it on you, a pretty talented wing in Davenport. So, uh, you know, not the best shooting team in the world, but they put a lot of pressure on you off the bounce, and, and they defend at just a really high level. Uh, and their team's kind of stealing themselves. You know, not a lot of people thought, of, you know, much of them coming into the yeah. season, first-year coach, and Wes Miller. Uh, he's got those guys rolling. This is going to be a big-time challenge for the Razorbacks. What so we're you know four games five games whatever into the season for Arkansas and you know obviously from the exhibition with North Texas when uh, a, a lot of people I guess were a little apprehensive after that game what really has Arkansas improved on the most in this short amount of time they've gotten going? Well, you're starting to see some more continuity offensively, and, and some people think I'm crazy because of the, the second half, but yeah, uh, you know a lot of that was just just missed shots and. Uh, you know, things of that nature. And then Musselman kind of has a reputation for, you know, when he has a lead of three possessions or more in the last six or seven minutes, he's going to take the air out of the ball and install the clock and uh, just kind of go for some isolation situations and play the percentages. And he did that last night. And it's not always the prettiest thing in the world, but usually it's effective. But, uh, you know, you're starting to see better ball movement. Last night was a blip on the radar, but for the most part, they flipped that assist-to-turnover ratio uh, looks like the rotation, they're, they're settling into their roles there, which is good to see. Uh, and then defensively, you know, the three-point defense has been such a concern uh, in the early portion of the season. But they flipped that on its head last night and, and held Kansas State, a team that was shooting over 40% from three coming in, to, to just 322. So uh, something that Musselman said he's been really impressed with this group by uh, is when they find uh, a weakness that they've been able to focus on it and correct it in short order. And we've seen that so far. I think that's signs of a good team. All right, uh, talking with Curtis Wilkerson of uh, HawkSports.com. We'll uh, we'll shift gears a little to football. Uh, it, it was a pretty good showing for Arkansas on the road at uh, Bama Saturday, so don't want to fail to mention that. Uh, obviously, they came away short. Uh, you know, came away uh, with a seven point loss to Bama on Saturday. But uh, what were what were your kind of takeaways on that uh, Alabama game Saturday? Well, you know, I'm not one for moral victories necessarily, but you got to walk out of there feeling pretty good, I think. You know, it's uh, we talked about it on the show last week. You just kind of wanted to see Arkansas go in there and be competitive and give yeah. Alabama a game and prove they belong, and I don't think they left any doubt there. Uh, you know, defensively, 
listen, Bryce Young is really good. He's got a couple receivers in Jameson Williams and Mitchie that are incredible. Uh, but the secondary is an issue for Arkansas. They're, they're a little banged up and, uh, you know, allowed 559 passing yards. Uh, obviously, that's something they need to work on. But, uh, you know, on, on the offensive end, K.J. Jefferson, I thought he was terrific. I think he's really taken a lot of steps forward uh, just in his maturity levels and his leadership levels over the course of the season. Uh, Traylon Burks was fantastic. And, and, hey, Arkansas gave him a fight. And they had Nick Saban coaching in the fourth quarter. And if you can do that, you got to feel pretty good about things. Well, uh, they'll take on Mizzou on uh, Friday with a chance to get to 8-4 uh, and four and lock up probably what would be a pretty good bowl at 8-4 and four being a ranked team. But, uh, I mean, I'm just how do you think this season kind of will be remembered uh, for Arkansas if they can pull out a victory on Friday? Oh, you, would, you would think it would really be remembered as the season that turned things around. It's just been a, a rough decade, really, yeah. for Razorback fans, with the exception of maybe a, a year, year and a half there under Beetle Mode before the wheels came off. And uh, It's been a long time coming, and, and I, I think they're ahead of schedule. And yeah, I think most people thought Arkansas was going to be better this year and, and compete for a bowl game in that 6-7 win range. But uh, the way that they've done it to this point, I, I think, has surpassed expectations. And you'd really like to see them finish with a win. And I don't know, maybe I'm crazy, but 8-4 and four sounds a lot better than 7-5. and five. And uh, <laughs> They've broken a lot of these maddening streaks that they have. And, and not, not to disrespect Missouri at all, I think it's yeah. a good program, but Arkansas lost five in a row to those guys, and I just don't think that should be the case. So uh, they broke a streak against Texas A&M and, and you know, a couple other teams, and I think they should be able to do that against Missouri. And if you do, uh, you end the regular season on a high note, like you said, probably going to a pretty good bowl uh, with an opportunity to pick up a ninth win, and it's just huge for momentum uh, and the culture and recruiting moving forward. All right, uh, basketball tonight, uh, obviously football coming up uh, this week and more basketball to come. What can our uh, listeners find over at uh, hogsports.com throughout the course of uh, this Thanksgiving week? Yeah, well, we're going to be all over this Hall of Fame Classic tonight, and uh, we'll have blowout coverage for that. We'll get a, a good stand-up video of, of my big head standing outside of T-Mobile Center talking about it this evening. <laughs> uh, we're, we're gearing up for the uh, – so Danny West has a ton of recruiting coverage. It's going to be a big visit weekend for the football program. Uh, and obviously we'll have this Mizzou game coming from all angles over the course of the weekend. And, uh, you know, pretty much everything you need for your Razorback sports, we got you covered over at Hawk Sports. Curtis, as always, appreciate the time. Uh, enjoy tonight and hopefully uh, enjoy some barbecue in Kansas City. Hey, I, I actually just finished up a nice lunch, and uh, <laughs> it was barbecue, of course. I, I appreciate you guys. Have happy Thanksgiving. All right, happy Thanksgiving. We'll talk to you next week. Take care, guys. All right, that's Curtis Wilkerson of hogsports.com joining us as he does each and every Tuesday on the Ritter Communications Hotline. We'll step aside, come back, close out the show after this time out here on The Ticket. Our advice? Just take the over. More of the setup is coming up next on The Ticket. Good afternoon, I'm David Daly in for Scott Woodson, and now it's time for your EAB Market Countdown. December corn at 580 and a half, up three and three quarters. March up four at 588 and a quarter. January soybeans at 1273 even, down one and a quarter. March down one and three quarters at 1284 and a half. December wheat at 856, up 10 and a quarter. March up 10 at 867 and a half. December cotton at 120.36, up 265. March down 31 at 115.66. And January rice at 1441 and a half, down 13. March down 12 at 14.65. And the livestock complex, December live cattle at 135.40, up 97.5. February up 45 at 139.42 and a half. January feeder cattle at 164.37 and a half, up 267 and a half. March up 157 and a half at 165.67 and a half. And December lean hogs at 74.15, down 50. February up 25 at 83.27 and a half. And that's your market countdown from the EAB Ag Network. Have a great day. Let's talk about America, not taxes or tweets or the issues that divide us, but how incredible our country is. Left, right, up, down, state lines to winding coastlines. Whether you come home to a crowded city street, tree-lined suburb, or sleepy small town, everyone deserves to live in a clean, green, and thriving community. And we all share in the responsibility to create beauty that ripples from one neighborhood to another. 
and one block to the next. We are Keep America Beautiful, the nonprofit working with millions of people just like you to end littering, improve recycling, and beautify our communities. Because every mindful action and sustainable habit has a positive impact, and it all adds up. Learn how you can join Keep America Beautiful at kab.org. Together, we can do beautiful things. Red Wolves fans, this is Coach Butch Jones, and it's game week. We need you in Centennial Bank Stadium this Saturday. Rodriguez going deep left side. This ball is intercepted by Sammy Johnson. And the Red Wolves are going to win this game on the pick by Sammy Johnson with 20 seconds to go. Help us lock the vault. Secure your seat now. Visit astateredwolves.com or call 870-972-2781. Wolves up. The central dealerships care about you and our community, and they want to remind you about the community Thanksgiving meal this Thursday in Jonesboro. This free meal begins at 11 a.m. in the St. Bernard's Auditorium at 505 East Washington Avenue in Jonesboro. And if you want to volunteer, they ask for you to arrive at 930 to help serve or deliver meals to those in need. It's the Jonesboro Free Community Thanksgiving Meal for the hungry, the homeless, and the lonely. Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours from the central dealerships family. Timeouts over, and we're going to a full court press. Now let's get back to the setup on the ticket. No, I'm not going crazy, but lately. All right, welcome back here on the setup. Kate Carlton, Andrew Bowen with you here on the ticket, 95.3 and 96.9 the ticket. And 95.3 the ticket.com. Uh, appreciate Curtis Wilkerson always hopping on of hogsports.com. Uh, always good to. Uh, to catch up with him. If you missed any of that interview, it'll be up following the program, soundcloud.com slash 95.3 the ticket or by searching for the setup uh, wherever you get your podcast. So uh, that's that. All right. So Friday night, uh, obviously we weren't here yesterday and so we didn't really get a chance to... um, to talk much about, uh, or to talk any at all about Friday night and uh, a state of Arkansas at First National Bank Arena, but just a uh, just a really, really, really cool night uh, Friday night uh, in Jonesboro, seeing uh, Arkansas come to town. It was uh, so I got to the arena about uh, five o'clock, four forty-five, five o'clock, somewhere around there, uh, a little before, a little over two hours before tip off on Friday and the first thing I saw was uh, a lot of Eaton along with uh, Jersey Wolfenbarger and, and a couple of more I think Amber Ramirez was out there and a few more uh, Razorbacks warming up and it was like oh crap they are playing here tonight and so that was kind of a little bit of a shocking experience uh, to see Arkansas warming up on a state's floor in first national bank arena um, but it, 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 uh, it was awesome. I mean, it, it was a really cool, it was a really cool atmosphere, a really cool environment. Uh, obviously I wish the whole shot clock malfunction thing wouldn't have happened and we could have tipped off at seven o'clock instead of seven fifteen, seven twenty. but it is what it is. Uh, overall, it was a really, really cool atmosphere and a really cool game, um, on, on Friday night. So we'll, uh, I'm looking forward to that series being, and every year thing now, uh, we're hopefully, and we look up in four years, and it's not just this shock to see a state of Arkansas on the same floor uh, playing a basketball game. So hopefully, uh, within a couple of years, this is uh, it's the new norm. But it, it was a really cool night. Uh, really glad that uh, we got game one out of the way. And uh, looking forward to more in that series. Hopefully, it's not just a four-year series; it's a uh, it's an every-year series. So uh, that was uh, that was certainly fun on on Friday night. Uh, all right, so a state will be back in action in terms of women's basketball tonight after going on the road and beating uh, Semo last night, and 
there was an interesting stat. So Caleb Garner put this out on Twitter and then just put it in his game notes, which dropped uh, a few minutes ago. And interesting stat is that with 17 rebounds versus Arkansas on Friday and 15 against SEMO on Monday, Trinity Jackson is the first player with back-to-back games of 15 or more boards for a state since the 2004-2005 season when Adriana Davey did uh, had 16 point or 16 boards um, in the Western Michigan and Stephen F. Austin games on December 19th and December 21st of 2004. So that is a uh, a very very interesting stat. Obviously, uh, Trinity Jackson been playing really really well for a state over the course of these last uh, uh last few games uh they're taking on uh the university of the ozarks tonight uh ozark uh university of the ozark at three and two one and one in league play on the season and uh that'll be the last matchup for a state before uh thanksgiving by the way th- these two teams have never played ozark is a uh ozarks a division three foe out of uh, Clarksville and in the American Southwest Conference. These two have never played on the hardwood. Um, so that'll be interesting uh, tonight. Coming up with the uh, pregame coverage, 6.30 right here on the ticket, 7 o'clock tip uh, here on the ticket for the, I guess it's the final overall A-State sporting event before uh, Thursday and um, and Thanksgiving. So, uh, interesting stuff uh, coming up tonight uh, here on the ticket. Also, uh, in the I guess finale of of college basketball tonight at nine o'clock, ten o'clock, whatever it is, uh, Gonzaga and UCLA will be playing against each other in Las Vegas, and we'll get to see Dick Vitale make his uh, make his return to the bike. Uh, he'd been battling uh, cancer but got clearance from his doctor and so we'll get to see Dick Vitale uh, make his uh, return this year for the first time so that'll be a really 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 cool uh, storyline to uh, to follow up yeah. on tonight uh, that'll just be to a, see how that goes that'll be amazing I mean he's just such a positive energy to have on the broadcast and everything and yeah he's just a good guy so Glad he's glad he's doing well. That definitely scared me when I saw that post. What was it a year ago? When yeah, he got diagnosed. But yeah, glad he's doing okay. No doubt. So uh, that'll be uh, that'll be cool to see uh, tonight on ESPN. Also, by the way, yet was it yesterday? No, it wasn't yesterday. It was Sunday. It. I'm just going to be 100 percent honest. I slept in on Sunday. I didn't get back home until like 1:30 from the <laughs> Ole Miss Vandy game, and so I I slept in. It you were you were in that. You've done a lot of traveling. It it uh, it was like 10:30 or something like that. Maybe even later than that when I woke up Sunday. But the first thing I woke up to on Sunday, and it made for like a, a fantastic day, was I checked Twitter, and always when I checked Twitter in the morning, I just scroll to the top. And when I scrolled to the top, the first thing I saw was the video of Tiger Woods swinging a golf club again. And I just wanted to go out and put everything I had on Tiger Woods winning the 2022 Masters because (laughs) Tiger's back. All right, that does it for us today. The Drive with Brad Bobo is next from 3 to 6. A-State women's basketball coming up tonight, 6.30 pregame, 7 o'clock tip versus the University of the Ozarks. And then tomorrow will be our final uh, round of programming this week on the ticket, 7 to 10, the front row with Budro, uh, 12 to 2, workday red zone. Get you back to us tomorrow from 2 to 3. For Andrew, I'm Cade. So long. Have a great Tuesday. We'll talk to you tomorrow.